Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I was a little nervous. You look great. I was a little nervous, I have to admit. I came in. Totally nude. <laughs> it was totally bold move. Well, that's what I said. I told Vanita. She said, well, what is it? I said, she's totally nude today. We're going to be talking about that later in the show, about the boundaries for men and women. I might be less nervous about that because <laughs> I have zero expectations of what I'm supposed to look like Hello. nude anymore. Yeah, right? After you give birth three times and then you're in the hospital a lot, you don't care. You know, the janitor can walk in and see you. Okay, anyway, I digress. I uh, said I was a little nervous because uh, last night I showered and I blew out my hair. Like yeah. I, you know, blow dried my deal, hair. It's a big deal, by the way. It is a big deal because you're talking to someone who's been basically bald for the last three years because of my cancer treatment. That, but also it's a big deal for women because like last night before we went to bed, Jen is like, yeah. I got to get up early tomorrow because I have to wash my hair. It's a, well, oh, yeah. Blowing and out so your it's hair, like, and it's, it's just a huge like, deal. Is that a big deal? Oh, it is a big deal. Yeah, yeah for sure. Even my, my girls will come in, mom, can you blow out my hair? They have a lot of hair. It's, you got to get it straightened. It's, hair is a big deal. And not so much for me. I've always had my Jufro, which is, you know, like in a crazy, kinky, frizzy mm-hmm. Jewish hair. Um, but I lost my hair twice during my treatments for leukemia. And I really haven't worn my regular hair because, first of all, I haven't had any. But last night I showered. It's growing in a little bit. And there was enough hair to kind of put into a style. Yeah. And this morning I got up and it still like looked like a person, you know, not like a cancer patient. And I, I still have a couple of bald spots and whatnot. But <clears throat> I thought, you know what? I'm going to work today. Looks great with with my with the the real deal hair. Yeah. You guys see me on the Zoom every day, and I look insane. But um, this is sort of a style. Like I meant to do it, and I am about to post a picture on Instagram of Adam and myself uh, with my real hair. Because normally I wear my wig, and I'm very comfortable in my wig. It's a decent wig. I I like it. I think I look younger mm-hmm. with my wig. But um, and I was a little bit nervous. I even stopped before the door to our meeting today and i said okay guys prepare yourself yep and what did one of you say one of you made some kind of lewd joke probably me i don't remember what it was but i um so i busted in with my little mushroom hair because that's it's not long or anything but i sort of look like a mushroom head and um that's it so this is my first day i I guess it is kind of a big day adam it's my first day out in public to my job being a person with hair post cancer being bald for three years well, I think a lot of people can relate to that, yeah, by the way. Thank you. And you I'm about great. to post the picture. You look great. If you don't follow me on Instagram, please do so um, at Jordana Verde. I haven't been posting a lot. I've been taking quite a break, but I will now start posting again for the show. Jordana Verde, like green in Spanish. And um, I'm literally posting a picture of the two of us mm-hmm. in studio so you can see the hair. And you know what? I normally wouldn't say this about a social media post, but – don't say anything mean. Uh, you don't have to comment something right. mean uh, about no. this hair. You know, I'm growing it out. I had cancer. Um, this is sort of a big step for me. So try and to be you, nice. Right. And if you do, you're a horrible person. Yeah. Try, try to be a little I, bit nice to me today. I just want to interrupt mm-hmm. some massive news out of Washington, D.C. 
where the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump is not immune in the election, or excuse me, appeals court, not Supreme Court. A D.C. appeals, appeals court, court rules that Trump is not immune in election interference case. So this will be headed to the Supreme Court, of course, but this is a significant development, obviously. And that, and that means, Adam, that he can be held accountable for his role in the January, oh, excuse me, in the election, election interference, like in Georgia. In Georgia, correct. Okay. So this is the Georgia mm-hmm. case, so that he is not immune in that case, saying that, you know, uh, he was doing things for the sake of the presidency, that the president is immune from that. And again, this is likely headed to the Supreme Court, but uh, we probably should take an update at the yes. bottom of the hour. On yes, that. let's do that. Um, but no, I, I know it's a courageous thing for you to do. Oh, now we're back to the hair. Yeah, okay. back to yeah, the hair. We're back to Not the hair. Not to Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Um, but... Uh, well, I think other people have done this oh. also. I mean, you guys, this is also... Um, I didn't think about it when when we I came in and sat down and I'm like okay what are we going to lead with Adam goes well how about your hair and I thought okay but I'm I'm definitely not the only one no so j- jump in friends if you've done this even if you've um my it's sister, a little bit different when you get it oh my sister that's right. Sarah she's a went breast through cancer survivor. breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. and her hair now looks totally different than it did before and yeah it's curly now right totally curly and gray and she just let it you know be natural and it's I mean we all kind of you know but. And I think for men, too, you know, I think this is a thing where, well, this is a big deal for women, but men don't really care. I think men care, too. Oh, I think men care a lot. And also, I don't think it's as acceptable for a man to wear a wig after a cancer treatment or losing their hair. I mean, you know, a toupee or if if they're going bald, Mm -hmm. but certainly after a traumatic event like an illness, I don't think it's as socially acceptable for a man to wear a wig while his hair grows in. I think dudes just – yep. Stay bald until it grows in because they know it's going to grow in because it is more socially acceptable for them to be bald. Again, the breaking news. uh, D.C. appeals court rules that Trump is not immune uh, from prosecution in the election interference case, not immune from uh, conviction there. Uh, We'll have more on that with CBS News uh, throughout the morning. But also uh, some sad news overnight that Toby Keith passed away. Country music star talking about cancer, had stomach cancer, Mm. battled stomach cancer. Toby Keith at the age of 62 um, very sad news. Well, uh, a contributor to this show frequently in WCCO Radio, Pete Nigerian, a huge Toby Keith fan. I actually met Toby Keith. Uh, we reached out to Pete uh, this mm-hmm. morning to get his comments on it. Why don't we do this? We'll take a break. Yes. We'll talk to Pete Nigerian. We'll talk to Pete Nigerian in about 35 minutes. Oh, 35 minutes. 9.50. Oh, okay. Right. So right. we changed on that. All right. We'll talk about that. All right. But if you have a hair story... I kind of want to hear that. I'm feeling brave this morning, and I know you were too in your instance, 651-461-9226. And Adam and I will get the very latest on this breaking news next. Lots of breaking news right now. D.C. appeals court rules Trump is not immune in election interference case. And, Adam, it's my understanding it also goes for the January 6th case as well, the insurrection. That that would apply to that case as well. Yes, I believe you are correct. Okay. So... A significant ruling. Again, we're headed toward the Supreme Court on this. And that is the ultimate test, right? I mean, this is a court that's now full of uh, conservative justices, three of whom were appointed by Donald Trump himself. And one of the other conservative judges Mm -hmm. is Clarence Thomas, whose wife, Mm -hmm. Ginny Thomas, was involved in some of this activity on disputing the election and pushing against the election legitimacy. So this is fraught with (laughs) 
uh, concern, mm-hmm. possible uh, conflict of interest. And it will be interesting to see here how this court rules on it. Now, this court has surprised us in some cases, especially with certain votes of certain justices. Mm-hmm. But this will be very interesting to see. And again, the old saying, Jordan, is may you live in interesting times. Oh, my goodness. And these are about as interesting as you can get, where we've got a former president uh, pretty much wrapping up already, the mm-hmm. or seemingly wrapping up the nomination to be his party's nominee again. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. You say that, but are you getting texts from Nikki Haley? I do. Yeah, I, I do get. I literally Adam, just got a text. Yeah, did you? that's it. Literally, and how I've did you get on them. that list? Oh my gosh! Get Jordana, her on the show, Jordana. Jordana, it's Nikki Haley. Do you have thirty text, seconds? Text back. Say, will you come on my radio? Show? There's a lot being said about me. Here's what I want you to know, and then it has a link. But um, how do I? I am on the text do not call list and say. Uh, Can you come on our come show? Come on our radio show. Yeah, hold on. I'm texting you, Nikki. Right, at, Nikki. Right at. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Long time. No, hadn't we haven't chatted Hi, Nikki, in a it's while. It's been a while. Loved you on Saturday Night Live this weekend. <laughs> um, would you like to come on my radio show? I mean, I'm sure she's listening. She's probably streaming. So, Nikki six five one four six one nine two two six is the number to call in right now because I'm sure she's streaming the Adam and Jordana show. All right. Or if you want to react to this news. By the way, we'll go to uh, CBS News for an update here uh, just to give us uh, the uh, significance of this ruling. But again, like, so we're headed towards a Supreme Court ruling on this. And we're making an effort to talk to uh, Jill Hasday, too, who is at the University of Minnesota. Yes. Constitutional mm-hmm. uh, law professor who we've talked many times about Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court cases. Does this change anything? Did I mean... I feel like this was ultimately going to be decided in the Supreme Court. At the Supreme Court level, yes. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's shocking or surprising to anybody. But I, How much weight do you think this appeals court decision will have? Without you know, reading uh, the, the result, and I, I think it – And I, I don't know if the Supreme Court takes even, into account previous decisions like this. Like does it say like, oh, okay – we're going to agree with this. With the oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, so they'll get the decision yeah. of the appeals get, court and they'll either rule on they'll uphold it or they'll strike right. it down or they'll overrule it. I just wonder it. how much weight that carries. Well, it wouldn't get to them without an appeals court ruling anyway. Right. So. I know that that's the process. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, do they like, start do they, from scratch? Yeah. Like is is whatever this appeals court used admissible to their case? Do they have to do their own research? I'm just, I'm, well, again, ba- I don't yeah, know who right, knows that answer. based on law. It's based on precedence, and I don't know what kind of precedence mm-hmm. there is here. Mm-hmm. Um, the pro- uh, yeah, I mean, can you imagine, though, like if, okay, let's say the Supreme Court just rules, they uphold this ruling and say, okay, yes, he is not immune from prosecution, and then we've got one of these trials, who knows when they will start? One's mm-hmm. been pushed back. They, I mean, that's the, t- the tactic for Donald Trump is to mm-hmm. delay. But also he's made it very clear that every court case is like a political rally mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. that he is going to show up at all these courtrooms mm-hmm. because he is telling his supporters they're prosecuting you by prosecuting me. Right. And that I am in the way I'm standing. The only thing standing between you and an overbearing politicized government uh, weaponized justice system is me. And he's then there's a lot of people that absolutely 100% believe that. 
And Do we have to call DraftKings and start betting on what the Supreme Court's going to decide? I've had a good run with DraftKings. Yeah? You think they have odds on this already? You have an account? You need to look it up. I don't think they can do that on the matters like this. I think, think it's so? just uh, Is that sports. Not how that works? I don't think so. I'm, there's probably some place I mean, where you Vegas, can make a bet. I mean, in Vegas, you can bet I'm on sure. anything. I'm sure there is. But uh, not – again, I, I just don't know if this cha- – we, we, all these moments. How many, how many moments over the last, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years has there been either something that Donald Trump has said – uh, something that his policies, some mm-hmm. ruling from his policies, whether it's impeachment, whatever it is, mm-hmm. where you say, wow, this might be it. The, 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 this people might can't be deny it. this anymore. Right. They're going to change their mind. And it never happens. And it and never it, happens. And I think if you are someone who still believes that there will be that moment where it'll just be like a light switch and people will suddenly say, huh, you know, Donald Trump, I guess, is not what I thought he was. That that is, that never. will never happen. No, that is in m- fact, these rulings probably encourage the people that say it's totally. a total witch hunt. Absolutely, this is unfair. That's what I'm saying. He's that, using it as such. Yes, it's a it has a positive. He'll probably raise more money today. He'll probably raise a oh, ton of money absolutely. today. And you know that part of that money is going obviously to his legal team to defend him in all of these lawsuits. So I agree. This this I don't think it'll change any. Minds, But the decision of the Supreme Court will matter whether or not he faces consequences mm-hmm. of possible actions. So – and that could have huge implications on whether or not he is on the ballot. Texter saying, Adam, why are you suspicious of the Supreme Court's decision-making but are highly confident of the Democrats in Pennsylvania or Michigan that they could never mess with election process? Let's start with the election process. Uh, there have been uh, well over 60 uh, court cases challenging election results in a variety of states. And with Republican judges, with Republican members uh, in state legislatures, with Republican officials in state government, and there have, have not been any credible court cases or any court victories for people suggesting that the court or that the election somehow were rigged. Um, and I, because there have been definitive, uh, you know, decisions on that, that it wasn't rigged. That's correct. how we can trust it. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are also in many cases, Republican judges who are making mm-hmm. those rulings mm-hmm. in some cases appointed by Donald Trump himself, mm-hmm. which again, I, I just said to the Supreme Court, frankly, has surprised me on some rulings, not all of them, and many were predictable, but others uh, surprising with how various judges on the Supreme Court have ruled. So, no, I've, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt here, but if you're telling me that you know Clarence Thomas, whose wife Ginny Thomas, was clearly involved with some of these efforts to challenge the election results and overturn the election results, that does give me pause. Yes, And it would be the same if it was a Democrat president and we're a Democrat-appointed Supreme Court justice. Mm -hmm. And also it's a larger conversation that we've had many, many times about just the immunity or the the purity of of these people that we elect for lifetime – it's not elect. Mm -hmm. We appoint to lifetime positions Mm -hmm. on the U.S. Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and the ethics of it is questionable. And this is a good opportunity to examine that and say, yes, 
uh, we should have rules and ethics mm-hmm. and we should hold these people to higher standards. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the conversation, too. I'm not one of these folks who says we need to expand the court because, you know, our side doesn't have as many no, justices no, 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 anymore. No. no, we don't need to break rules like that just because our team, quote unquote, has now lost and we don't have as many justices. And yes, and we have to take those rulings that they make um, based on the presidents that appointed them there. That's how they rule. But there are also some people, I think, in our country that need to be above reproach. And I certainly think Supreme Court justices and their families need to be as well. Like, I know it's hard. Oh, the sins of the, you know, you can't punish uh, the father for the sins of the son and vice versa. Uh, But boy, when your wife is actively campaigning for possible illegalities, it does. It gives you pause. And, um, she hasn't been charged with anything. She hasn't been convicted of anything, despite, you know, the text or the text logs and information uh, that we now know about her involvement with election interference. But again, some people need to be above reproach. And yep. I think if you're one of the nine people on the Supreme Court, you're one of them. And maybe there are different rules that families should be apolitical, that yep. they should should be very careful about wielding their influence because their influence is so – or their spouse's influence is so much more powerful yep. than a regular person's spouse's influence. Absolutely right. All right, 930 News Talk 830 WCCO. Should we just talk it up to an update here? Why don't we do that? We'll keep talking about this. So just to look into this a little more as I'm reading some yeah. of the uh, ruling here, this is from the uh, appeals court, the D- uh, District of Columbia Appeals Court. Our analysis is guided by the Constitution, federal statutes, and history, as well as concerns of public policy. Relying on those sources, we reject all three potential bases for immunity both as a categorical defense to federal criminal prosecution of former presidents and applied to this case in particular. So basically the uh, justices, or excuse me, the appeals court judges in this ruling saying that both uh, in ruling this is in Donald Trump's arguments for this case specifically and generally in cases of presidential immunity, he did not prove that and therefore they rejected his claim that he uh, is immune to these um, to these prosecutions. Let's get the latest uh, from CBS News at 931 on News Talk 830 WCCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So, Akel, we're getting rapid reaction here to this uh, ruling by an appeals court in Washington, D.C., suggesting Donald Trump is not immune from criminal prosecution. Statewide, we go to Tory Vanute every Tuesday, Tuesdays with Tory. Tory Vanute from Axios joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Obviously, Tory, this ruling just coming in, but any sense of, uh, I guess, how Minnesota is reacting? Well, we haven't seen a lot of that yet. You know, you all just talked a little bit about um, the significance legally of of this ruling, but of course, the former president's legal issues, various legal issues are playing out in two different arenas, right? Mm-hmm. The, the actual legal arena and the political arena uh, in terms of his candidacy and the support he can win in his his bid for the presidency again. 
you know, here in Minnesota, just like across the country, we have yet to see any signs that the president's, uh, the various legal cases against the president, former president, have impacted his standing with GOP primary voters at all. Other than boosting it. Other than boosting it. Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, it has boosted it, right? So there was a KSTP had a poll, I think it came out last week, their poll. Um, uh, President Trump carried like 75% uh, support among GOP primary voters um, to to Nikki Haley's 14%. So this is for the primary here in Minnesota is is on Super Tuesday uh, in about a month from now. And so, you know, what our, my colleagues um, are, are actually as founders, longtime political reporters, uh, Mike Allen and Jim Vandehei have reported, is that uh, President Trump's circles thinks that, uh, believe that the trial will um, energize and embolden his supporters, these various trials. They're planning on He'd like to lean into it. Uh, you know, he'll have to attend, which obviously affects the rhythms of a campaign. But some people within former president's circles believe that uh, the theatrics around it and kind of railing on the judges and railing against the, the process has already boosted fundraising, boosted support, and will boost him with GOP primary voters. Now, there is concern within some advising him, um, uh, Jim and Mike reported, that it'll have the effect of turning off those key independent and swing voters uh, in November. And so that's the real political questions we're watching. You know, there's serious kind of legal questions here about these trials and what they could mean um, and what a conviction would mean. But the political question is, uh, does this impact the President Trump's bid for the Republican nomination? Signs are pointing to no, not in a negative way, at least. And then how does this play out in the general election? And that's really what we'll be watching. Tori, do you think there's still you mentioned independent voters? Do you honestly believe that anybody hasn't made up their mind? Oh, yet? I do. I think there are really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think there's a lot of people of uh, Tori God view. You can give your own opinion yeah. on this. But I think there's a lot of people that are like, man, you know, I just I feel like President Biden hasn't done what he said he's doing and what isn't. There's a lot of black voters who say Joe Biden hasn't done what he said and he's forgotten about us. So I think there's a lot of people in that category. Hmm. Tori, maybe you feel differently, but that's, I'm sorry. Well, one thing we, no, no, jump in. One thing we see in the polls is that, you know, a lot of the polls are projecting a pretty close race with not a ton of quote unquote undecideds and a head to head matchup, kind of like a typical race there for this time. But what we do know is the polling shows that voters really um, are not happy about, uh, many voters are not happy about a rematch. (laughs) So that kind of suggests that they don't really, they're not thrilled about either of their choices in the major parties right now for the presumptive nominees. Um, That can play out in lots of different ways. It could, you you know, solidify people on partisan lines. People could stay home. And if one side or the other voters on one side or the other just decide to stay home, that can also have a really big impact on the outcome, right? Turnout, it's all about turnout. And so, you know, this is going to be one of the, if nothing changes, if it heads on the current trajectory, this is going to be like the longest um, general election presidential campaign in like modern memory, Right, because the primaries appear to be wrapping fairly early, unless something changes. Um, you know, unless Nikki Haley 
has a huge swing. Something else changes with the the, the leading candidates here, uh, former President Trump and President Biden. And so uh, voters could be swayed based on what is happening in their life at that time. You know, things like the economy, things like war, like other kind of macro trends. Uh, they could be so disgusted by what is it going to be? Uh, I don't even know how many months this will be. Uh, nine, eight, nine months of attacks, like partisan attacks if they stay home. Um, so, so a lot can change. So we'll see how many people are decided in the end. And Tori, we still don't have an answer. We understand that in this case now, with this ruling, I know it will go to the Supreme Court, that President Trump has essentially become citizen Trump that he will not be protected from presidential immunity. But has anybody commented yet on whether or not, if he is convicted of a crime of election interference, can he still run? Does that stop him from being a candidate? Uh, That's a good question. My other colleagues are focusing on, um, you know, building out this story right now. I get it. I Uh, I know it's a lot. So I I don't want to, like, wade into that, um, you know, of course, we've talked separately about some of the 14th Amendment questions related to some of the charges uh, that, that the former president is facing related to insurrection. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, it is within the realm of possibility that there is there certainly trial and potentially a decision whether it's you know, conviction or a not guilty verdict before Election Day. So this is something we're going to be grappling with. Uh, Moving on to um, local politics. We are uh, less than a week away from the start of the Minnesota legislative session. I know you're uh, getting ready. Uh, you're getting, I suppose, do you like get up? We have a countdown. In we do. The studio. Oh, yeah. Countdown yeah, it's clock. like an advent calendar. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I do too. Because yes. I, I will tell you, I've got the big news this morning. The Capitol Cafeteria, the Rathgeller, is opening as planned. There's oh, nice. the big news for all the Capitol types. Best breakfast sandwiches in town. That's, One of the best I've, breakfast I have heard that. And what is the name of it again? Yeah. It's a. It's the Rathskeller. It's at the basement of the Capitol, and it's open to the public. And what's so. the significance of that name? Do we know? There was a bar oh, in Indiana, I, in Indianapolis, we used to go that, to called the Rathskeller. Maybe that's a term I thought it was like a for, German, um, like bar. It is. It's a German. It's a German word that's like a gathering place, oh, kind of town okay. hall. I think it's um, like in a basement. So it's in it because it's in the basement. It. it kind of has that look too. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Republicans already saying uh, enough's enough when it comes to spending. We're trying to stop this DFL trifecta from uh, spending any more of our money. And Senator uh, Ann Ress says no new taxes. Where have we heard that before? But no new taxes. And she's a Democrat, and she's agreeing. So we had this report this morning that Senator Ress, who is a metro legislator, she's a tax chair. That's a very powerful position on a panel with her last Friday, sponsored by the Minneapolis uh, Regional Chamber, does moderating and asked her what to expect from the session. And she said, colleagues who are coming to me, other people who are coming to me with ideas for new taxes or big expenditures, I have one word for them, and it's no. Wow. So here you go. Message heard. <laughs> the buck stops with Senator Rust. And the reason this is significant is, A, most new taxes would have to go through the tax committee. There are other ways, like through transportation tax, you know, specific taxes go through the transportation committee. But most new taxes have to go through her. And she says she's not advancing. She's not letting any tax bills through this session. That's what she says as of now. Things could change. 
Uh, the other significant reason is, as we talked about a lot last year, Democrats have trifecta majority, but it's a very thin margin, especially in the Senate. It's 34 votes. That's the bare minimum for a majority is what the Democrats have. They need everybody to vote on the Democratic side to get something through. And Senator Rest says, you don't have me. You don't have me for new taxes. You don't have me for big new spending. And if that's, of course, something we talked about in December, that the state does still have a small surplus, relatively small, 2.4 billion dollars. But that could go away. The current spending trends, the current tax, uh, you know, the taxes that are coming in trends. State economists are warning that in you know before too long there could be a structural imbalance, aka a deficit, if they don't do anything. So you know, the senator's comments are significant because it highlights both the the constraints and challenges that the majority Democrats face in this short session in an election year. They don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of margin for votes. So it kind of gives you a little bit of a sense of how things are going to be reined in a little bit this year compared to last year's very busy, active budget session with some high dollar policies. Tori, uh, we're out of time, but Kyle has Kyle Stokes has an interesting story about Minneapolis yeah. weighing uh, safe outdoor spaces as, a, as an alternative to homeless encampments. I'll just have to tell the listeners, um, it's an interesting piece. You know, what is a safe outdoor okay. space? I'm so sorry that we're out of time. Maybe we could talk about it next week. But thank you so much uh, for your time today. We really appreciate um, your expertise. Of course. Thanks. Have a good day. You got it. Um, coming up, Pete Nigerian is going to join us. To, right? Is, do we have Pete coming up? At t- okay. Pete Nigerian is going to join us on the death uh, and the passing of Toby Keith. That's next. Linda's Construction Time Check, 9.53. Time to get 50% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Red Solo Cup, one of the ones that many people associated with Toby Keith. And sadly, Toby Keith, country star, dead at the age of 62 after a battle with uh, stomach cancer. And Pete Nigerian, who a uh, frequent contributor to CCO Radio, does the huddle with Dave Schwartz every weekend, has been on this show many times. And I know, Pete, you are a big fan of country music, and we're a big fan of Toby Keith's. And mm-hmm. I know that news has hit you hard this morning. Oh, it, it, it has. You know, I actually uh, misunderstood some of the reports from a few months ago where things were really starting to pick up in a positive way. And this is something that he's he's been struggling with for quite some time. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely my favorite country guy of all time. He really, really truly is. Had a chance to meet him and, and, and talk with him, but I wouldn't say that we were friendly. We weren't texting back and forth or anything like that, but just a great guy, great person. And, and you know, his, his charity of his time um, to people from the military specifically, but was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I thought the world of the guy and he, he traveled the world and did a lot of things that, you know, he wouldn't have to do, but he wanted to do them because he thought that was the right thing. So, um, you know, it's really sad. And I'll tell you, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was at the state fair, not too many years ago when Toby Keith was in town and it was just spectacular. And so, uh, you know, it's it's a sad day. It really is. Uh, when I told my wife, she was she definitely uh, it hit her pretty hard too. And he also used to have that restaurant downtown, Toby Keith's, right? That must have been a chain. West End. Yep. It was on yeah, the West it was in West End, end. right? Yeah. Toby Keith's. That's yeah, he's a, he's a guy who got involved in a lot of different things, yeah. and you know, it's it's so it's so cool because of where he came from to who he became and everything in between. And later on today, I'm going to be speaking at one of the local universities to the business school and. 
it's one of those things where, um, you know, you, it, it's just amazing what you can do, even if, if you didn't think you could do this, to get to where you wanted to go. And, and you know, Toby's living proof of that. And, you know, I, I want to express to all those uh, kids that uh, they need to understand that as well. It's, it's what you put into it. It's how you want to get there and, and, and do things that you want to do. But um, it, it, nobody's going to hand it to you ever. And so you, you really have to know that. And I think uh, Toby Keith is one of these guys who, who came from nothing, worked on the oil rigs, did all the, all the things that you could, you could imagine a cowboy would do because he was truly a cowboy as well. And, uh, you know, once he got into the singing world, he, you know, I think, what is it? He, did he have 20 number one uh, songs, I think, over Sounds the years? Right. And all yeah. That. yeah, really impressive. Really, really impressive what, what he was able to accomplish. Pete, unfortunately, we're out of time, but we so appreciate you sure. coming on to help honor Toby Keith because we wanted to oh, hear sure. from somebody who's met him and, and knew him. I got one more question for oh, Pete. Yeah, go ahead. Who do you like yeah, Sunday? You Who do you like Sunday? San Francisco. I love my Niners. I lived in Kizar, uh, above Kizar Stadium long, long ago, and uh, I just think that they've got it. And I think Brock Purdy hopefully continues to have that uh, ice ice water running through his veins. Should be a good game. Hey, Pete, great Should to catch fun. up, man. Yeah, we'll uh, listen for you All Sunday. Right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Great to talk to you guys. Take care. Thank you, Pete. Pete Nigerian. And you're right. You, like you said it, too, and Pete was mm-hmm. – well, you forget about the restaurants. I mean, that's somebody who – like a. Like a, like a Jimmy Buffett when you get a lifestyle. When your yes. brand of music represents a lifestyle yes. and Toby Keith is that quintessential yes. country, American pride, military. Mm-hmm. I found that sweet spot and I was telling Vanita this. I grew up in the, you know, went to high school in the early 90s. That's when country really made a huge comeback and especially people my age. Mm-hmm. And Toby Keith came at the on the heels of the big stars like, you know, Garth Brooks and stuff and he really was like the number one guy for a good decade and maybe two decades well may his memory be a blessing quick takes dj what is what's coming up next more fans than ever will put money on this weekend's big game also uh a minnesota landmark burned down last night we'll talk about both those in quick takes hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did